out, Artorias taken back, Rocket Tiger and Profiteer with the first two out and Profiteer has the lead. Home Affairs away well and glistening up to second now from Rocket Tiger and Home Affairs will park behind. Four moves ahead, moving up on the outside of Stay Inside. Swift Witness took a hold, Rocket Tiger couldn't get across. Moving up the inside is Kalashnikov, followed by Ingratiating. Then came Mallory from Shakiro, Queen of Wizardry. Well back, Captivon from Adamo and Arturius, the last one, a dozen lengths off the lead. It's Profiteer running in the lead, two at the 600 metres by two lengths. On glistening, Home Affairs railing hard. Stay inside moves up three wide. Then Kalashnikov from four moves ahead. Rocket Tiger as they straighten up. He sits pretty on Profiteer at the 350. Now Bowman starts to feel for him as Stay Inside is starting to cut him down and Stay Inside moved up to Profiteer. They beat off Home Affairs and then came four moves ahead but Stay Inside is shot clear inside the 100 metres and he's going to win it in a romp. Stay Inside falling clear from the fast finishing NMO and stay inside, Tommy Berry wins his third golden slipper. Animo second, Fado third, ingratiating, and four moves ahead, Artorias late on the scene. Then came Captivon from Home Affairs, Mallory, Profiteer couldn't see it out, then Queen of Wizardry from Glistening, Rocket Tiger, Shakiro, and Kalashnikov. An incredible win there by Stay Inside. What a day it was. It just proves beyond doubt Australia has the best racing anywhere in the world. If you could just bottle a day and keep it forever, it would be Golden Slipper Day. A sensational afternoon's racing. No one was disappointed. Um, we hope you're back to winner. But if you didn't enjoy that, there's something wrong with you. Uh, exactly right. Well, that was worth waiting for, wasn't it? That yes. was dead set worth waiting for. Um, to think that we might have raced on that track last week. We had no hope anyway. And then we get a meeting like that. 
Um, it's just something special. Yes. You know, you, you bottle moments like those yesterday and and they didn't, you know, uh, not only the slipper, the Freedmans are, are back in business, yep. uh, back on the honour roll in more, you know, different ways. Mm. And, and and that Ranvet, uh, we were hoping and it delivered again. Yeah. It delivered again. So uh, very elegant. Gets a little bit of revenge, and we're heading for one special race, the yes, Queen Elizabeth. Yes, that's all, that's the build-up now. That's the we're what, building exactly right what up. we wanted. Exactly. To think they could come back 12 months, and you build it up as a match race, mm. hoping for the same. Doesn't happen. It often. doesn't. No, it doesn't. No. Max Presnell made a, a great comment to me yesterday, and it was all about the track. He said, "You need a stage to put on a good show," mm-hmm. and. No one could get their head around that improving track. You saw rain for days, floods around New South Wales, and to turn up and get a track like that. Yeah. It was quite simply amazing. Well, in any other day, it would be the story of the day. Yeah. um, Because we were so worried, obviously. Um, I think we were resigned to a heavy track. Mm. um, And and then we had an inkling on Thursday afternoon, hello, we were a chance of getting to an eight or even a seven. And... um, well, the, sta- the stage was set after race one, it when was. that time went up. One ten seven seven. It'll stay there. You know, it's, I thought, wow, we're away. You know, get your confidence up, That's partners. Right. We're away. Have, have a bet. And then after two races, I thought, oh, I'm a little bit worried. It's up the fence here. And then, no, no, no. Yeah. It was across the board, beautiful, up there, back. If you want to pull, pull holes in that track, good luck to you. Yeah. Lizzie Jelfs, where is she? She's out at Randwick, looking for people to talk to. Have they turned up this morning, Lizzie? (laughs) They have turned up. Good morning, Greg and Roddy. Yeah, they've turned up. It's a a beautiful morning out here at Randwick. It's certainly one of those days where um, you love being out at the stables and the Freedmans have arrived. They're here and we're going to have a chat with them later on. I just saw Stay inside walking around previously. He's just been for a swim and he looks as though he's um, in great shape. He's pulled up really well. But we'll get all the latest from Michael and uh, I think we're going to get Richard popping down here as well. And uh, Looking forward to talking to Annabelle Neesham who got her first Group 1 winner on the board yesterday with Mwanga. But I echo your thoughts as well, guys. It was a fantastic track there yesterday. I was a bit sceptical going into the meeting, but it turned out to be a great day of racing on a really good surface. Bruce in the room that Michael and uh, Richard are in the shower just uh, washing the peas from the Harry's Cafe to wheels there. <laughs> or the, the kebab. Pine, the, or the kebab <laughs> stains. Or, there's a big chance. There's a big chance. <laughs> I think there were celebrations going on all over Sydney last night uh, for every stable that won a Group 1. Um, all right, more about stay inside in a moment because we're going to have a long chat to Michael and, and Richard. Um, when we pick them up on the home turn, let's let's talk about the runners up, um, particularly your horse Animo. You were right about him. You were a hundred percent right about how good he was. Look at him second last, and notorious is behind him. Mm. Yeah, look, uh, Animo. Firstly, he well, we all knew we, we knew what we were dealing with—the outside barrier and a golden step. It's not easy and. You know, it's easy to say, oh, you could have won with a barrier, maybe, maybe not. The winner's bolted in, and but look at him from here on in. You know, he just lengthens and just does it all on his own without no card into the race at all. And he is a very, very good cult. Is, is, has he had enough now? That's got to be the question. Mm-hmm. He's had a long prep. He's been through all that Melbourne Blue Diamond lead-ups and into the Blue Diamond, and then he's running the Todman, and he's running the... You know, you'd say, oh, what a beautiful horse for the the, 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 the sires and the champagne. But has he got this constitution for that? We'll leave that to Godolphin. 
Third horse was great and gratiating, so they've stacked up that form again. And four moves ahead, just didn't get into the spot she wanted. And Nash had an ugly day, a couple of suspensions that can do, that can happen riding light. And look at this horseback last here, Artorius. He doesn't know anything. Uh, if he can learn from this experience, he could, you know, he could just dominate the size and definitely the champagne because he, he didn't know whether it was Arthur or Martha there yesterday. And sometimes horses can, with that experience, and it's all daunting. Look at him here on that first turn. Oh, I don't know where I am. I'm going to run off the track. Goodness me. And then in the straight, he's climbing and didn't know where he was. And then all of a sudden, he, he grabbed the bit and... Uh, Look at him there again. He's, he's, he is all over the joint, that horse. And he is a very talented horse. So that just shows you when he blew Animo and ingratiating away in the Blue Diamond, and he still, he doesn't know where he is. Yeah. And uh, and then he decides to start to concentrate. How does he make up all this ground? We're well into the straight here. The slipper's over. Stay inside's got it shot to bits. Yep. And there's Animo. Make, he's out of the screen now. Yep. And, uh, yeah, he was, he, he, he was terrific. Profiteer, I think we, we have to judge him on a dry track. You know, the, the speed horses on wet tracks, there's always that unknown factor. Uh, so we won't hold that against him getting, getting beat yesterday, although he's yet to prove himself at 1,200. But it's all about the winner. But there's some lovely horses there behind, and more so uh, Animo and uh, Artorius. Tommy joined some big names. Of course, Shane Dye and Ron Quinton are at the head of the tree with the Golden Slippers. They've both won four each. They made the race their own. Tommy Berry now sits on a line equal with three with these names. And what a, what a group to be part of. Mick Dittman, Athel Mully and Kevin Langby. Wow. And how old is Tommy? 29, 30? Probably. I think he's... he is. I, think he, he, I don't think he's 30 yet. It's unbelievable. And the, the attitude that nothing phases him. You know, I can sit here and say, you know, well, I, Tommy slaughtered that. Moonga last start even. Mm. You could say, oh, what a terrible ride. But he'll cop it on the chin. Mm. You know, move on. And he, some people take offence to it and don't want to talk to you for three weeks. But he's, he's a real... He's, he's a real... Realist. Yeah, he's a realist. Mm. He's, he's a ripper jockey. And what a family, which we'll talk about that yeah. later as well. Um, here's what happened after the slipper. Good on you, boys. Hey, <laughs> something. <laughs> I don't have to ask Friedman questions, do I? No. No, look, huge thrill. Michael's done a great job with the two-year-olds, as he always does, and he picked the right day to work him, worked him the right way, and the horse looked beautiful here today. I thought he looked better today than he looked when he ran before. So, uh, you know. <laughs> Michael, is he just the complete two-year-old? Yeah, he... Um... He's just such a professional. I mean, Tommy, you can make all the plans in the world from barriers and all that, but, but, but he rode him to absolute perfection and got him into the perfect spot. He was able to sort of find the right spot, conserve his energy, and we could turn a foot. You know, like, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a real, he's the real deal. How much have you felt the build-up to oh, this? I just... I think, you know, I don't know, coming back from Hong Kong, which was a complete disaster, um, you know, to sort of set up with Richard again, and you know, I think last year we sat sat at home, we didn't have a runner anywhere. Um, to have two in the race today, to come away with the winner is, you know, I mean, I don't know, I'm, I'm a bit speechless. But it's hard work. 
It's hard work paying off. It, it's, it's, it's very hard work and I, I can't... My staff at Ramwick who look after all these young horses just do such an amazing job. I feel like Chris Waller now. <laughs> um, they do such an amazing job. I mean, these guys have been up since 3 o'clock this morning, you know, getting them ready to the races and making sure everything's perfect. They make our job easy. They really do. It's a special moment to share it with Tommy as well. You and Tommy are very close. Very close. Um, you know, it goes back to the Singapore days when Nathan was stable rider for me up there and tragically passed away. And Tommy and I have had a pretty special bond since then. So I guess there's a touch of irony that he ended up on that horse today. Having an association with Michael, he's just uh, he's been a good family friend when, when Nathan passed away. Um, him and his wife Anna and their beautiful family looked after us while we were over in Singapore and we came back and <laughs> we came back here, I ran second on a filly in him for him called Fro Frolic. Um, and I told him I'd go one better for him this year. And I rode him last Tuesday morning and Michael called me on the way home in the car and he said, I've seen you happier after a piece of work. And I just said, I don't know what you want me to say. He worked good. He just didn't blow me away. Rode him this Tuesday morning. I didn't even have to say anything. I think the smile said enough. It's just amazing what a week can do in racing with these two-year-olds. And going to the gates, he was ready to go. It was, But once again, just to do it for that family, the, the Freedmans, They've just been so much to me and to have my beautiful family here, my wife and my kids. Come here, Don. Come here, guys. <laughs> there they are. Very special moment. This is why you do it. Yeah, my family mean everything to me. Um, and uh, you have so many bad days in this sport, but you go back to them and, yeah, I can't talk anymore. Thanks. Yeah, there's, uh, now let me tell you who they are. Uh, the oldest boy is Caden. Charlize, that's Levi. And I think we get a special appearance from the youngest boy, Nate, as uh, Tommy's wife, Shani, will appear, and his mum, Julie. His mum, Julie, said this is for Nathan because of the connection with the Freedmans, and we all know what happened. And it's... It, it was great to see a family celebrate like that. Yeah. You know? I, I just want to point out, too, there was so much hugging going on. It was beautiful to see. It was beautiful to see there Tommy embracing Michael Friedman. Twelve months ago, Neil Payne got a month for that. Great to be back. Hey? You've got to just we show them shots everywhere. That's we get, right. Get us back on track. That's, exact, that's exactly right. Oh, that, 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 Charney is the just stays low in the relationship there. When Tommy gets out, does the work. It's, well, she's so busy, she, she's, she's got to look after four kids. She, she carts four <laughs> kids to the races on Golden Slipper Day and has to keep them uh, isolated yeah. and keep their eyes. She is just yep. a gem. She mm. is a gem. It was great. Okay, let's go back out to uh, Randwick with Lizzie. Uh, yeah, guys, there. Uh, great scenes yesterday as I'm joined by Michael Friedman and of course Stay Inside who's just behind us looking absolutely fantastic. First of all I have to ask you how was he pulled up and how have you pulled up? Um, he's pulled <laughs> up a lot better than I have. <laughs> Apologies for my voice. <laughs> he was remarkable yesterday wasn't he? You, you almost knew that you had a really good horse on your hands going into the Golden Slipper. Talk us about sort of how the process came about with how you purchased him and, and how he ended up in your stable. Yeah no he um <clears throat> Excuse me. He was one of those um, horses at the sales that just sort of caught my eye. And, and uh, to be fair and, and full credit to uh, Rick Connolly was doing some inspections with us at the time and he also loved the horse. So we, um, we were specking horses at that stage because we didn't have a, you know, anyone that was pre-committed to buying horses. And we uh, 
bought him for 200,000, started putting some owners together and got a great bunch of people involved. And, um, and then obviously a little bit further down the track, we got you know, Newgate and, and some of their crew involved. So who, who are some of the owners, the initial owners that were involved in him first? Quite a few of the guys that own Prime Star. Okay. So Cole Lamond, who probably is watching this morning, um, and Cole's had some health issues over the last sort of year or two. Um, he he took a, a percentage in him. Um, uh, Jim, uh, who's you know has a pool building business. I mean, there's a whole um, mixture of people that are involved that um, that have you know and Simon Tilly and all his crew. Um, it's been amazing, and 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 for them to you know be involved and still be involved in the horse. Henry Field um, with with Newgate and some of their their backers have bought into the horse obviously a, a few weeks ago, but um, yeah, it's 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 been quite incredible. How and and we've all they've all mixed together so well. When did you know you had a good horse on your hands? Because Tommy said in the post race interview yesterday that he trialed him. He mm. said he needs more time. Yeah, um, was, he was very wrong about that. Yeah, <laughs> as usual. Um, no, I think last spring I thought we had a really nice horse. Um, he was showing a lot of ability, but just wasn't ready and, and went very shinsaw probably in about uh, October, November. I was hoping maybe we had a Magic Minions horse, but, but you know, that obviously didn't come to fruition. So we uh, <clears throat> put him in the paddock, um, brought him back, went to the Barrow Trials twice, and Tommy, I think from memory, tr trialled him both times. And he rang, one, the second trial he rang me and said, you know, he's a nice horse, this horse, but I think he needs a bit more time to put him out. I said, he won't be doing that. Um, and then he went to the races his first time. He's just one of those two-year-olds that's just kept improving into, uh, into his preparation and you know, obviously yesterday being the pinnacle. The, the week was meant to be last week mm. and you had him all ready and ready to go. And then this last week that you've had to build up into the new date for the Golden Slipper, did it, it seemed like it filled you with more confidence. Yeah, I think um, Tommy galloped him on the Tuesday that was meant to be the Slipper and, and came back and said, look, he feels great. He should run well. Um, Obviously, that, that that Saturday didn't happen. He came back in and galloped him on tu last you know, Tuesday leading up to yesterday and just came back in and said, wow. And to his credit, he said, if he, if he runs to this, he won't get beat. The Golden Slipper is obviously the pinnacle and, and as a team, you've won four Golden Slippers together. But yep. now it's your name on that Golden Slipper on a roll. Mm. Does that make any difference? Oh, yeah, it does. Um, <clears throat> you know, I spent the best part of 10 years in Asia, um, training in Singapore and then Hong Kong for a couple of years. Um, to come back, team up with Richard um, and, and basically start from scratch. Uh, I, and I, I genuinely felt coming back, you know, I said to my wife, Anna, I, I don't know where we go from here. We're just going to have to reboot and, and do our best. Um, and and I, I, I can't stress how much it means to me to for, for the owners that got involved. Yeah, sure, we've got, you know, surname Friedman, but I, I feel like coming back was like starting as a new trainer and, and you know, having to, to, to get things going again. And 
those people that sort of got on board then and said, yeah, we'll, we'll back you, we'll, we'll take our 10% share in this horse or whatever else, um, it, it, it was the only way we were going to get going. So to, to, to have them as part of this result is, is, is a big thrill. We talk about, you know, sort of magical moments in racing and there's always a really good story, but mm. the backstory between yourself and Tommy Berry is something that <clears throat> probably not a lot of people like know about, but for people that are, are close to you guys, they know that there's um, there's a really strong connection. Mm. Just to touch on, on that. Yeah, I mean, it, um, yeah. Tommy, obviously with Nathan, Nathan was my, had started as my stable rider when I was training in Singapore and, and you know, tragically passed away and it was a, a hell of a, you know, sort of month or six week period. So um, Tommy and I became, and Shani and the whole family, we became very close as, as a result of that. Um, and we've remained very close um, for, I don't know, there was a touch of destiny, I guess. Yes. I don't know, it sounds weird, but, um, for him to be on that horse yesterday, uh, giving him the absolute perfect ride, um, meant, meant, meant a lot to me, meant a lot to my family, and, and I don't know, it meant a lot to Tommy's family. Nice to have your family there by your side as yeah. well, that's also, and, and to enjoy it as an older family as well. Yeah, well, I'm a bit older now. Well, so. your children are older, <laughs> and you have to get older. Yeah, I had, I must say, I, I saw my two daughters standing on the other side of the rail there, quite emotional, I just lost it. I guess that's that father-daughter thing. Um, it was very special, special day for, for our family and, 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 and obviously everyone involved. How did the partnership between you and Richard come about? Um, he got me in a headlock and, <laughs> no, no. I, I, it it kind of made sense when I got back, we just sort of felt that there's two of us training in Sydney and um, why are we competing against each other? You know, we're, we're family and we've, um, it, just, it just made sense. We sat down one day and, and discussed it. And, um, you know, I, I sort of, I, I like to have my own space and, and I know Richard does too. So it kind of works well with the Rose Hill Ramwick thing. Um, but it just, it, it didn't make any sense to be having two brothers competing against each other in Sydney. It, it, it's a tough game, training oh, resources. Very, yeah, it is. It's, it, I mean, people, you know, bang on about how competitive and, you know, it is in Hong Kong. Well, I can tell you, here, here is the most competitive and, and the best racing in the world. And, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I think, um, you know, the, the quality of trainers, jockeys, the standard of racing here is, is, is unparalleled in my view. And, um, I'm, uh, I'm glad I made the trip back now. On to this boy. Yeah. What are you going to do with him now? Um, we're going to have a catch up in the next few days. Um, my, my, my initial feeling would be to, to give him a spell. Um, it's his only, only his second preparation. He went, he went very shin sore in, in the spring. Um, and, and I made the decision then to, to tip him out and give him a break. So really, you know, this yesterday's the culmination of, of, of the second prep and you would know, having been involved in horses, what a, what a big effort that is. Um, he's pulled up great, you know. Yep. Well, I just said he's 
eaten up last night. Um, physically, he could probably press on, but 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 I, I, my 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 preference would be to give him a bit of a break and see what we've got in the spring. Just lastly. Your staff are so important to you. You mentioned Wajid, he's, he's, yeah. a, he's been a big part of your stable. Mm. They get up early, they work really hard. They're, you know, attribute to your success as well. Oh, we, we, I mean, we, we, we get there and we set the work and we, we program the horses and do all that. But without you know, staff like these guys, you know, um, all of them. I mean, Wajid obviously has done an amazing job with this colt, but all our staff, you know, both here and at Rose Hill. And I think you could ask any trainer, it doesn't happen without them. I mean, their dedication to these horses and the, time, the hours that they have to work um, is amazing. And, and you know, I, I can't think, you know, Wajid's done an amazing job with this horse, but it's a, it's a big team effort. Absolutely. Well, yeah. they, there you go, Greg and Ronnie. It's a lovely morning out here at Randwick. And I must admit, there's... Um, <clears throat> There's certainly some, some great scenes. We now enter Richard. <laughs> Congratulations, Richard. Hey, thanks. Wonderful yeah. performance. We were just talking to Michael about how the, how the partnership came about. It's sort of a, it, it's really nice to see you guys together, but yeah. it's, it's really sort of exciting for the future holds for both of you. Yeah, it, it is. It's, um, it's a big step forward, you know. It's important for the business and it's important for us personally and, you know. It's uh, it's taking its toll. <laughs> like we used to take till four o'clock in the morning to get into this condition. Now it only takes till eleven o'clock at night. But you know. I got home at three. <laughs> oh, good work. <laughs> but anyway, no, it's great. It's a great thing. Well, how did you feel about yesterday? It was it. it, it I've sort of you're you're someone who doesn't get too excited about much. But yesterday, I think that's the most excited I've ever seen you. Yeah, I was pretty excited yesterday. I, I've been that excited before. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, you try to, all week and that, you know, you just try to keep a lid on things because it's just, it just doesn't help to get too carried away. So, you know, it takes a while then to, for that to wear off and, and to uh, get back into, uh, you know, get back into the swing of celebrating. Absolutely. Duff wants to ask you a question, so I'll throw it back to him, Duff. One for Michael, or maybe two for Michael. Um, in your post-race interview, you said the Hong Kong disaster. What, what did you mean about that? Oh, Duff, look, it, it, was, it was one of those situations where, you know, I, it was sort of a, an itch I wanted to scratch, and when I got the, the, the opportunity to go to Hong Kong, I, I had, you know, sort of had ambitions of going there for quite some time, even when I was in Singapore. Um, I got there and within, I think, the first three or four weeks, I managed to have a, 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 an accident on the horse walker where eight horses got injured and one, one had, to be, um, had to be euthanized. And as you would understand in Hong Kong, it's not a great way to get going. Um, so I was probably considered to be a bit of a bad luck story. And, I felt at that time like, you know, my, my, my fate was sealed there and um, it just didn't work out. I, 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 I wasn't enjoying living there um, and it took 18 months to sort of give it, give it as, uh, as much time as I could, but I, I knew it wasn't going to work out and I, I probably, disaster's probably a bit of an overstatement, but, but I did feel when we came home like I was coming home with my tail between my legs. Um, so yeah, it was 
it was just one of those things. I chalk it up to experience. I'm, I'm glad I, in terms of actually giving it a crack, I'm glad I did because I sort of got it out of my system and now I'm back here and settled and very happy to be here. And what's the real story with James McDonald jumping off? How did that phone call go? Yeah, it was interesting. Look, it, I, I understand the situation. James, you know, loves loves and, and, and loved the horse. He, he loved his run in the Todman, but, but James, you know, um, had to make a decision as to sort of, they're running a business as much as we are, I mean, jockeys, and, and I think James had to make a, a decision as to sort of where his bread's buttered, I guess you could say. And um, I, I fully understood that. And he was very good to get on the phone the next morning and say, look, this is going to be my situation. I, I, I know it's not going to sit well, but I have to make that call and I respect that. So um, he, he made that, that call and, and gave me enough notice where I could then you know, get on the phone and, and get, get someone like Tommy involved. Back, back to Richard. We, we spoke to Michael about this. Four in the 90s with Brother Lee. How much more special is this, Richard? Well, I guess twice as special because there's half as many involved. <laughs> but, but, but it's uh, like it's pretty special. To, to rebuild is is harder than building the first time, because you, you, you're not the fresh face on the scene. You're not the people that that you know that, that have just appeared from nowhere. And and you know everyone loves those stories. It's harder to have been at the top of the the tree, start off at the bottom again, and then climb it up, climb up there again. And I'm not saying that we're at the top of the tree. Yet, but you know, this is a big step along the way, and and now I think that's that's pretty special. It's it's hard to do. Richard, you forged a career in radio, in TV, as an administrator, back to TV. Do you think you're settled now? <laughs> no, <laughs> like a gypsy, you know. It's probably well, more to come. It looks like stuff. a gypsy. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm embracing the gypsy look, you know. It's nice to see you save your best outfits for Sky anyway. <laughs> well, e exactly. You do notice that I'm not wearing a tie. <laughs> you might be able to afford a couple now. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's right. That's all right, but I won't be wearing them on Sky. <laughs> oh, we can't afford you anymore. It's just your way of our price range being a golden sub winning trade. And it's nice to be nice to see you there standing next to my favourite Friedman too. There you go. Thank you, mate. You've always said that. <laughs> oh, what a day. What a day. It was just special from the word go. Everyone was tied by race four and we still had a slipper to go. Thanks for getting up and, and joining us this morning, guys. Thank you very much indeed. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Here's Richard and Michael. They are back. And guess what? It's not over yet. No They've got gee. Tiger and Malay in the size. They've got Forbidden Love maybe in a Doncaster. They have built that stable up. It's hard to build a new stable up. And yeah, they deserve full credit. You know, Richard's a, a go-getter. I think it works. You know, I don't think they'd work in the same stable. But Richard, you know, at Rose Hill, Michael at Ramwick, they, they, they've got a real system working there. Mm. It's proven. Their strike rate's amazing. All right. From the Freemans, back to the Berries. Here's uh, Shani and Tommy's mum, Julie. Very exciting, such a good day for him. I'm proud of him, he works hard, and especially for Annabelle and Michael. 
um, there's, and Richard, they're such good friends of his too, so it's really nice. It's been a great day. I guess he doesn't want to talk too much business at home, but was he confident during the week? I think so. He was confident last week and then he was disappointed that they got pulled off, but understandable. So he was very excited about today. We've got Julie here as well, the mother of, of Tommy. And how proud are you today? Um, yeah, really proud. It's just... I just thought to myself when I woke up this morning, it would be so wonderful if... Um, Tommy could do this today. Um, this is a day I remember when Tommy won it. Um, how long ago was that? Oh, I don't even remember now. Oh. And um, yeah, Nathan was there to um, take his saddle and yeah, it's um, definitely brought back a lot of great memories. That is a famous scene in racing, of course. And I mean, I can't imagine how difficult it is for you on a day-to-day -day basis Today, obviously, your thoughts are with Tommy, but they're also with Nathan. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every day. What is it like for yourself? And, and what would you think Tommy would be thinking now, Shane? Oh, I don't know. He'd be very proud. He, I know he feels closest to Nathan when he's on the track. And I think this race, especially as Julie said, is very important because of Nathan. So he'd be stoked. He'd be really happy. And Nathan would be proud. He pretty much dedicates his big race wins to his brother, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> It's okay. Yeah, it's um, all day that was that was happening yeah, because he'd, he'd won a Group One on Mwanga, yeah, and that was a big day in itself. And to come out and win the slipper, incredible, incredible. Um, we're going to get to Mwanga in a moment because that's uh, that's the forgotten. That'll become the forgotten Group One of uh, Tommy Berry's day, but it wasn't forgotten because of the big moment of Annabelle Nation. Annabelle's going to join us this morning as well. We're going to take a break. When we come back. Um, quite possibly that, well, yes, it was the race of the day, uh, very elegant in the day. to the uh, Ranvet Stakes. 12 months ago they turned it on and it were, they were at it again yesterday. This time the result was very elegant over a day in the Ranvet. Yeah, incredible. Um, I think Angel of Truth took, um, didn't help a Dave here because he's controlling. He quickened up before a Dave did and just took him out of that little bit of a comfort zone uh, early and saying that Angel of Truth's run a ripping race there. Uh, but very elegant. What can you say? Um, she's Australasia's best. She just proved it. And just Chris, the way he's nur he nurtures these good horses and their plan, the patterns and, and all that thing. And, and McDonald was just smoking the pipe all the way there. Barrier one, she flew out, she travelled. He watched the, the other two get involved there and he, he was giggling all the way. But there's one moment there you thought, hello, this might happen again. But it, I'm convinced a day will come on from that. And uh, so that opens us up uh, for a, a, you know, a big Queen Elizabeth as we forecast earlier. So Dragon A was much better there. Colette didn't have a lot of luck. Master of Wine, I expected a little bit better, but look at him here, McDonald. He, he, he just gets to the flanks there, and he's probably thinking to himself, when I go, I want to get past him quickly. I don't want to... And then he tried that here, and after sort of pouring the pressure on from Angel of Truth earlier, he couldn't dash because they've run fast time and just a little bit too fit late there but uh, and remember she got past him last year she did she got past and him. probably got past him like that and look he's having a real dig and then tommy just eases up saying okay i'm beaten but uh we live to fight another day but yeah. 
uh, a great race from two terrific, world-class horses. And she gets world recognition on the spot. Not that she needed it, but all of a sudden the, the, the Europeans, the, the punters over there, they know how good a debut is. And for her to come out and beat him, that just that tells them how special she is. Well, I was reading a few tweets and social media from the English trainers overnight and and they were in awe of saying, all oh, that we didn't think, you know, I think Charlie Fellows or someone, I think it was Charlie Fellows, put a tweet out, what an amazing mare. I didn't think she had any hope of beating him. Mm. So she's world class and other ones, we, you know, we'd love to see her in an arc and, and uh, 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 things like that, you know. Mm. So she, she is getting world recognition because they know how good he is. Yes. And so, uh, very interesting. The world was watching that race yesterday. Mm. Eight group one she's won now, an incredible eight. Here's uh, Chris Waller and James McDonald. She's a great horse and um, it's always hard to gauge when you're running against horses from the other side of the, of the world who's been flying the flag up there so proudly and beating some good horses. So well done to Mr Haggis for sending him down because it's not an easy feat. But um, She's won a Caulfield Cup with international form and she's brought it to Rose Hill today. Eight group ones in her own right. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, it's pretty special. What were you thinking in the run? And uh, I mean, Tommy Marquand looked pretty comfortable, but so did J-Mac. Exactly the same as I was thinking last year. And I thought we would win the race easily. And he fought back at the 300 when we headed him last year. And it was the same thing unfolding. James didn't pull the trigger as early this year. But when he went, she quickened, but he started coming back. <laughs> so I was thinking, oh, it's on again, but gee, she was tough the last 100 metres, as she was in the Caulfield Cup, as she's been in so many of her races. She's a, a world-class horse. Lizzie, I haven't had that much fun on a race course for a very long time. It was, it was so much fun. She, she began uh, like an Oakley plater. I was so pleased with her. All but she trolled. Uh, she travelled a little bit strong than I would wanted to, but the pace was just nice. And then when I got off at the 600, I said, he's going to have to be good today. And you just looked as though you had a lap full of horse, whereas he was sort of under the under the scrub right from the top of the straight. Yeah, but he was under the goddamn pump last time too. But <laughs> you had that in your mind? <laughs> he did, I did, and uh, halfway up, I could feel I could feel her halfway up at a, to at a top, or well, definitely at a top, and he was still there, and I'm thinking, no, no, not again. but. She's just a wonderful mare, great determination. It's a fantastic will to win, and she knows where that winning line is. She's, she's just a mighty mare. All right, let's hear from one of the part owners, a very elegant, Bray Sikulski. Well, now she's arguably the best horse in the world. If you look at uh, Dave and his ratings, I was phenomenal. It's what everyone came here to see. You know, the two great horses drawing away. There was a bit of bone crusher our way, star about it. And we exacted our revenge from last year, but he's... Magnificent horse in his own right. Oh, it's amazing. I thought we had his measure clearly at the top of the straight, and then he just kept on fighting. Um, and you know, like we just had that will to prevail. And James McDonald's ride was absolutely sublime. To get her sort of in that stalking position um, off the rail um, and ready to pounce from barrier one was phenomenal. Racing's a competition. Is that revenge? It is. Yeah. You know, you take things personally, and he beat us fair and square twice last year. And we had our hearts set on exacting revenge and proving that, you know, we are every bit as good, if not the better horse. And uh, she did that today. We had the fitness edge. We had the two runs in. He was first up. 
he had to acclimatise. So, you know, he's no doubt got a lot of improvement in him and got huge respect for him and, you know, we'll take one week at a time. But the Queen Elizabeth's a salivating thought for all racing fans out there for the rematch. Chris Waller would have taken this personally, losing two races of that horse last year. He would have racked his brains trying to find a way to reverse it. He's a great trainer, isn't he? Ah, oh, he's phenomenal. I mean, you talk about a competitor, you know, how tenacious, very elegant is. Well, his tra trainer's every bit as tenacious and he hates losing. And he actually told me that he trained one for William Haggis that won the first race in Brisbane. So I said to him, you know, you keep your friends close and your enemies even closer. So it's all done in great spirit. But at the end of the day, everyone involved in race horses is there to win. And we did that today. So we go out of the autumn with all things being well. What about later in the year and overseas? Yeah, well, I've had my heart set on the arc for 12 months. Um, and there's no reason why we should change that. She's proven unequivocally she's world class. Mile and a half on, you know, likely wet ground. Um, taking on the world and representing Australia in the, arguably the greatest horse races on the face of the planet, that's going to be phenomenal. The Ark. The Ark. Maybe they should ring Singo for a bit of jockey advice. <laughs> I'm glad, glad Greville Stark. Stark is not still riding. <laughs> yeah, it's a good race for Mares. Enable. <laughs> well, what do you think? You want to put her on the world? I don't know. What's around at the moment? And, you know, what's the world climate like now? Is, yeah. is it the right? Maybe, I don't know. I'd love to see, everyone would love to see a represent, but... Uh, mm. It's tough with the COVID situation around the world at the moment. Yeah. Uh, this young lady's done a great job. Here's Isabella Paul representing William Haggis here in Australia. Yeah, absolutely huge run. You, you definitely can't be unhappy with that. Um, we're using it as a prep race for the Queen Elizabeth, so he'll come on from there and, and all eyes, all eyes on uh, Ramwick. We know that horse can fight on and sometimes look like he's struggling a little bit, four to 600 out. Did he need the run or is that just his typical racing pattern today? I think he's, he's, he's run how he usually runs and, um, and obviously he's just been beaten by a better, bitter horse on the day and, um, and hopefully we can reverse that in, in a couple of weeks' time. $3 a day, three fifty, very elegant. It's going to be a long three weeks. And you can throw in Mugger too. You can. And, and, and Colette and Sir Dragon A, they're, they're going to be back. I don't know whether Annabelle's thinking of Moanga being there. We'll get to her later. But there's this Queen Elizabeth, April 17. Incredible. Just back on that you know, young lady, Isabella. She's only a young lady and she is a spokesman for one of the, you know, big headline horses over the carnival. And she must have been under so much pressure with that situation of the vet, you know, the vets going over that horse saying he was one eight or five lame and he, he had a pulse from the shoeing and, and it would have been hard for her not knowing the press in Australia mm. and I know we organised an interview with her on Saturday morning and she didn't want to do it because she probably didn't know what the line of questioning would mm. be. Um, but she handled herself pretty well yesterday and obviously it, it's, it's tough for her but she handled it well. Yeah, she came and spoke to us before the race, which we appreciated. And, and just on that, the hoof, um, apparently he, he is a bit tender when he's reshod. A lot of horses are. Mm. A lot of horses are. So, and, you know, but you give them a time and they, they, they loosen up. So mm. that was proven the next morning and proved the way he performed as well. So now, now the question is how much, how much can he improve? Well, because now he has to improve to beat her. Yeah, well, who, who wants it wet, who wants it dry? I don't know. Mm. Um, we know he loves it wet. So he, he, and she gets through the dry. Yeah. So I'd say... She's got a better chance on dry than wet. OK. Three weeks to the Queen Elizabeth. We'll take a break. We'll go back out to Ramwick. Annabelle Neesham has been training uh, less than 12 months. She got a first group one with her yesterday in the Rose Hill Guineas.
Uh, Mawanga, runner-up in the Randwick Guineas behind Lions Raw. Mawanga got more publicity and was more talked about after the Randwick Guineas because of his flashing light run. So he went into this race a, a solid favourite and he produces to win the Rose Hill Guineas. Yep, and um, he deserved that after the disappointment of the Guineas, that's for sure. And, and full uh, full credit to the connections. They, you know, Sometimes jockeys ride a bad race, um, like probably Tommy did. Well, didn't have any luck last start and they want to replace them. So they get rewarded for their loyalty as well with a big win in a big, big race. So he's on his way now. A uh, lovely horse. Where they head with him, I don't know. Whether is he a Doncaster horse or a Derby horse? I don't know. What to think about Could him? He turn up in a Queen Elizabeth as well. Could he turn up in a Queen Elizabeth as well? Um, Skylab is a Derby horse. Mm. I've got no doubt about that. He's the he was the first horse under pressure here, and he did not throw it away whatsoever. So uh, he's you know he's, he's he lacks the turn of speed, obviously, of the class horses. But he's he's got Derby written all over him. She's on tack for all her targets. Um, Montefilia. That's much better from her stepping up in with a gap between runs. What are what are her targets? Is I it the know. oak is it the oaks? Is it the Derby? Is it the Queen Elizabeth? What do they want to do? I don't know. I don't know, but um we'll get to the bottom of that in the next week or so. But um, she did show that she's back in business there because she, she was excellent uh, running on strongly. Lions Raw just got held up that little bit in the straight and he gets more than a pass mark there. And this wheelhouse keeps running nice races, so he's underrated as well. But all honours with Moonga. He deserved that and uh, he earned it. Mm -hmm. We're going to go out to Annabelle uh, shortly, who's joining Lizzie at uh, Ramwick. But here she was after the race. I just can't thank the Fung family enough. Um, so I'm, it's just unreal they've given me an opportunity with horses like this. Um, you know, he'd come to us obviously beautifully produced, so it was just up to us to, to get the job done. And the team at home have done a marvellous job. Um, you know, even credit, big credit to Tommy. He's come in, I got stuck with a few riders away, and he came in and galloped him at 3.45 in the morning on Thursday before going to Ramwick. And, uh, his father, John Berry, he works for us and uh, he's done a lot of work with the treadmill, so he'll be hopefully jumping up and down at home. But big effort, stretch, Kyle, our foreman, everybody, just can't thank everybody enough for getting us to this point. I can't believe it, I'm a bit speechless to be honest. Um, I was a bit worried in the run. I th you know, he's always his horse that's sort of midfield, but I thought he might end up a, a pair further forward than he was, and I was worried he was spotting the leader way too far. Um, but. He knew what he was sitting on. Um, that straight took a long time to watch, but yeah, unbelievable. Obviously, you always dream of you dream of these moments and, and winning these races, and um, yeah, just the incredible horse. Yeah, she's done an incredible job. Um, to be in the first year of training and put up with that sort of pressure with a, a colour of his quality, she's just she's such a, a good person to work with. My father's. Um, Foreman for Annabelle as well, so well done, Dad. I know he does a lot of work with his horse, so yeah, I just spent a good week, especially after last start. He was very hard done by. I wasn't going inside a horse today. He wasn't going inside <laughs> no a horse today. Someone tells me that John Berry was out at um, out at the beach this morning riding Mwanga. Well, Might have had his first riding horse in about 15 years. I'm sure we'll see pictures in the paper that over the next 48 hours. It'll be there. We're going back out to Ramwick now. Um, Annabelle is joining uh, Lizzie Jules after what was her biggest day at the races, Lizzie. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yes, I am now stood next to Group 1 winning trainer Annabelle Neesham, and that name and that title certainly would put a smile on your face. Congratulations. Thanks, Lizzie. Yeah, certainly smiling this morning, that's for sure. And 
we can confirm John did ride Moanga this morning. <laughs> John did ride Moanga this morning. I legged him on and it was pretty light and springy, actually. What was the emotion like yesterday? We saw a lot of, you've got a, a lot of people behind you really supporting you and, 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 you know, willing you to get that Group 1 victory with Moanga yesterday. What was the feeling like and, and, and how, can you put it into words what it means to you? I was pretty, I, I normally chat a lot, but I was pretty speechless for the sort of first couple of moments afterwards, um, in, in shock, I suppose. Um, but it was just great, you know, we've got a big team and I had a lot of friends there as well. So everyone was there and um, yeah, it was just a, a big sort of surreal moment, I suppose. Kieran was there as well. He was one of the first to congratulate you. Yeah, he was, he gave me a big hug and um, yeah, it was great. He came and had a few drinks with us last night. So that uh, was great. I sent you a message this morning and said this time last year you were a foreman for Kieran and David now you are a group one winning trainer has it quite sunk in how quickly you have risen through the Sydney training ranks um not really no um I've just had so much support um which has made it possible um the Fung family in particular um you know to be given a horse like Mwanga is pretty special he's a he's a wonderful horse and um, I should think it'll take a few days to sink in what were you thinking during the race? It wasn't an easy race to watch. I thought, you know, he's normally midfield. Um, and I discussed it with Tommy and, you know, we would, I was leaving it up to him, but he thought, um, you know, there was a perceived lack of pace and he thought we might be a pair further forward than he normally is. Um, and he ended up actually further back than, than he has been. So I was a bit worried. Um, and then he, he had to come very wide around the turn and, yeah, it was the, the straight took a long time. It felt like 10 minutes coming down the straight, but I knew at about the 200 he was going to be pretty hard to beat because he does have that really good late turn of foot. But yeah, it was a great way, great race to watch. How's he pulled out this morning? He's been to the beach, John rode him. How has he recovered? Yeah, he, he looks like he hasn't been around. He's eaten up, which is always a good sign. And um, yeah, we tr just trotted him up and he's, he's moving very freely. So look, we'll sit down in the next sort of 24, 48 hours and um, yeah, decide where we head to next. What's the feeling after seeing that race and I suppose the, the 24 hours later, what, there's obviously the Doncaster and the Derby that are both on the table. What, what's your sort of initial inkling towards at this stage? I think it'll, you know, the Doncaster's probably attractive in that he's got 49 kilos, but uh, we'll just see how he pulls up. Um, the good thing is he's fit and you wouldn't need to do much with him. You're obviously, you'd be freshening him up coming back to the mile. So um, that's obviously very much an option. Um, but. You know, the way he ran 2,000 in, in fairly testing conditions, you know, suggests he'll, you know, I'd suspect he'll get 2,400 as well. So the Derby's an option and, and you've got the Queen Elizabeth there as well. So I'm not sure. I'd probably just want to see how the horse is for, for a couple of days before we decide. As a, someone who looks at horses all the time and, and someone who in, in, enjoys seeing horses race on through their career, do you think that he's a horse that we'll be able to see a bit of longevity in, maybe racing into next preparation? I certainly hope so. I'll be, I'll be begging Aquis not to, to uh, stand him at stud just yet. Um, obviously, you know, we'll, we'll see what like unfolds. He looks like he's got a lot to come, more to come. Yeah, he's still going to furnish again. Um, you know, he's still a fairly, well, he's not an immature horse, but, you know, being a Sabbeville, he's going to get better as he as he gets older. And um, he's got such a wonderful temperament that, you know, I, I don't think being a four-year-old colt's going to worry him. And, um, yeah, I just hope we can, you know, carry on into races like the Cox Plate. And, you know, you dream of having horses for those sort of wait-for-age races, and I think he could be, could be that sort of horse. Has the stable, how did the stable feel this morning? You've got, a, a, I like the Freedmans, they thanked a lot of their team behind stay inside yesterday. Yeah. You've got a big team behind you. 
How were they all after that victory? Because they've been with you from the start. Yeah, they've been with me from the start. So we all celebrated last night. I'm sure there's a few <laughs> sore heads this morning. Um, but uh, yeah, Kyle Ryan, my foreman, um, you know, he's only a young guy, but he's done a phenomenal job. And, um, you know, he was back home holding the fort while we were all having fun at Rose Hill. So, you know, he's done a great job. John Berry as well. He, Tommy's father, um, that was very special. He's done a lot of work with this horse on the treadmill as well. So for him to have, you know, been such a big part in Mwanga's preparation and for his son to be riding him um, and, and Tommy's mum's our vet nurse as well. So that was a very special. But there's so many people. There's the farrier, they, the vet, Ruth and Brad, they were out with us last night as well. And, um, yeah, the list is endless, but it's such a good team. What's, what's your focus as a, as a trainer? Is it to be in the top of the Sydney training ranks? I mean, I know you've only been training for less than a year now, but you've, you've turned out and you've been able to accomplish quite a lot in that short time. What's, what's the future hold for Annabelle Nation Racing? I, I don't, you know, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't sort of set any particular goals um, as such, but yeah, I'd obviously love to be um, a regular in the in the Sydney ranks and a regular. That in, that was actually our first Saturday Sydney winner, um, <laughs> which is a <laughs> Good bit, way to do it. Yeah, but you know, obviously, you know, more regular and and just hopefully keep winning more Group Ones. Um, I don't think I ever want to be huge in numbers because I I enjoy being really hands on. I enjoy being able to ride a little bit. Uh, I actually rode Mwanga the, the last couple of mornings, so I still enjoy that side of it. Um, but yeah, I think focusing on, on quality rather than quantity and, and just building the team that way. And we look forward to hearing about what Mwanga's plans are in the next few days, boys. Any questions to ask for Annabelle? She's, uh, she looks as though she's letting it all sink in now. I think she's pretty <laughs> happy with herself. <laughs> no questions, just a little bit of advice for Annabelle. Uh, the Freemans don't take too kindly to other trainers being in their stable, so be careful, careful of the dogs on the way out because <laughs> they'll stick her on. <laughs> I will. I noticed when I got here they let the dogs out. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there it is, right behind you. Nipping at your heels. Congratulations, Annabelle. That's a, a one. And <laughs> <laughs> wonderful day, wonderful day yesterday. And we appreciate all the help you give us because you never knock us back for an interview. You're always there, you're smiling and you're happy to chat to us. And I think uh, yesterday was just the start of something really big for you. Congratulations. Thank you very much, thank you. Annabelle Neesham out there at Randwick. Lizzie, you can have an early mark. You've done such a great job out there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks guys. Thank you, yeah, wonderful day of racing yesterday. I must admit it was, um, it, it, it took a little bit of time to get there. We had that extra week, but it was a fantastic day. Not only seeing Annabelle get her group one win, but really great to see the Friedman boys uh, back in that winner's stall. And I think the best two-year-old won the race yesterday. He was just, uh, he's been fantastic all the way through this preparation. And to see him get that group one win on the board, I was uh, very happy for all involved. Thank you, Lizzie. Lizzie Joel sat at Randwick for us this morning. Paul Perry was at the races yesterday, hmm. and uh, I think he's got a lot to look forward to with the runner-up Skylab. I thought it was a real heartening run. He, you know, he, he, I thought he rode him tremendous, and he said he probably had to go a little bit earlier so he didn't get shuffled in. And, uh, you know, I thought it was a real, you know, he should improve off the run, really. He's had a bit of a gap in between runs. Probably, hopefully, on to the derby now. Onto the Derby, and it's $5 Mwonga, but still up in the air whether he goes there. And then you've got the New Zealand Derby winner, Rocket Spade, who won yesterday, dropping back to a mile. 
Yep, and he's coming over. I think Karen McAvoy might be riding him. Uh, Skylab third favourite, and um, still waiting on what Amaralina is doing. Um, mm. She she is likely to come over, depending on the weather. I think. Yeah, we're sweating on her. Yeah. Okay. We're going to take a uh, break. When we come back, we've still got more Group Ones to uh, look at. The Rider, the Galaxy. Stay with us. Uh, let's go to the George Ryder now and a horse that is right in contention for the Doncaster with a lightweight of 52 kilos is Think It Over. Yeah, and geez, it's unreal how much we've been disrespecting this horse with his record and his three runs back at the all at the huge odds. And he just poked through, minding his own business along the inside there. And uh, he was terrific again, so dropping seven kilos into a Doncaster mile, now he's getting the respect because I think he's in second or third favourite now. Dreamforce was terrific, a much better run from him, he, he travelled beautifully, uh, James McDonald put him in a perfect spot, presented him at the right time. If you want a nitpick, maybe Nash should have stayed behind those horses, you know, the winner and the second horse, he had their backs and then he had to charge out here and and uh, has to you know, nearly put Funstar, you know, interfered with Funstar on the way through. And you could say he might have won the race if he stayed on the inside there. Cascadian, well, he could run well on a Doncaster Cascadian if he gets in it. Uh, yep, all those horses on the inside, saved the ground, darted through where just look at, you know, Villiers there. You know, he just has to get in that bumping duel. He could have been right behind that pack there. Uh, but, you know, that's, you're just looking at, clutching at straws there. So. A deserved winner, but a little bit unlucky, Avilius. You talk about disrespecting um, horses. It's amazing how many owners blow up that you don't tip their horse. Yeah, oh, yeah. You've got it wrong. You haven't tipped my horse. Why, yeah. why they want you to tip their horse, I don't know. Yeah. Kerry Parker has been absolutely over the moon that no-one's been tipping his yeah. horse because he keeps getting 40 to 1, 20 to 1, whatever else. <laughs> and no pressure on no him pressure. as well. No yeah. pressure. No pressure. But he's, he's a horse. He's arrived. Um, and here's Kerry Parker and Glenn Boss. I'm glad you were slow to learn. Some of the prices have been nice. <laughs> but no, absolutely terrific. You know, um, and, and just a gun ride by Bossy today. Took all the shortcuts again, which he's been able to do on him. But, uh, you know, coming into today, I thought I'd, I just need him to run well. If he's a couple of lengths from him, I'll be thrilled, you know, taking seven kilos off him back to the Doncaster. But to win it, sensational. Yeah, and they can't get at you for the Doncaster. No, he still gets his 52, so absolutely yeah. wrapped, yeah. And, and this has always been the best form race, the George Riders, the, the A grade. Yeah, no qualms about wait for age and... No, well, he'd won at wait for age before in saying that was a lesser grade, you yeah. know, where, like I said, last time we met these guys, they beat him seven lengths, but uh, he's, he's improved a lot and he's, he's very professional now, you know, he knows what he's here for. He, he turns up on race day and he's just a, a, it's all business, you know. And you've set him for the Doncaster all the way along. Yeah. It's all, you've, your biggest problem was getting in. Yeah, well, I was still sort of sitting borderline, you know. I sort of had me about 20th, 21st, and then whatever wins the prelude jumps me. So I was thinking, geez, I hope I get in. I needed a few to fall away, you know. But uh, that was always his aim. I think Ramwick on the big track. You know, you just go into it being a life chance. Like I've said to you before, I, I just really got a soft spot for this horse and, you know, I picked him, not that I picked him out, I got on him over 12 months ago and I, I said to Kerry, Kerry, just keep sticking with this horse and just go about your business with him and uh, there's something about this horse I think he's going to be a really good horse for you because he was very frightened of things. He just didn't know, have any really good idea about what he was doing he was, and he was nearly five years old, so... But he's, this preparation, he's come back a, a lot better horse, more in his mind, he's just... 
goes to the barriers there, very calm, he's in control of everything he's doing now and you wouldn't expect him to be winning way for age races over 1,500, but um, that's how far this horse has come. The most successful Doncaster jockey, Glenn Boss, lightweight, second favourite, think it over. Mugger 2 is the favourite at $4.50 and that's where he is going uh, next. Now to the uh, feature sprint, the uh, Galaxy and Joe Pride produced Eduardo in impeccable style yesterday. Well, it shows you how good this meeting uh, was. We are an hour into this show and, and we haven't even shown this race yet. <laughs> he, is, uh, he is a jet. He is a jet. Now, Joe Pride is dead set the master of the tried horse. We've said this before, but this is his second prep for him. He's got him going... You know, for a horse that's had so much racing, well, I won't say so much racing, it's only his 19th start. Mm. Uh, but this horse is in the zone. He, you know, two huge sprinting performances we've seen from him. Track record time, he covers the wet track box, he, he's got that unbelievable racing style, and he is in great form. Uh, order of Command, nearly plan nearly paid off there, went into the first up run in Sydney underdone and peaked up there, dropping five and a half kilos for Danny, and, and he did a, a terrific job. He's a nice horse. Jonker, flying for Tony Gollan, absolutely flying, and we know he's better on, on dry tracks where he can run time and dirty work. Too far back, that's two, two starts uh, back from a spell where he hasn't had a lot of luck dirty work. He's, 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 you know, he's a very good horse. Um, Hotbury on her, first up, I'll be forgiving. Uh, I still expected more, but she's too good to dismiss. She'll come on from that and improve. And while Ruler, um, I'm convinced he wants it drier. But look at this win. Uh, amazing, running very good time on a soft seven, hugging the rail. I know, you know the Rose Hill 1100 is set up for these types of horses, but he is one happy horse. His price was slashed in the uh, TJ Smith. It was so, also slashed in the Everest. So uh, right, it should be. Rightfully so. Mm. Let's hear from Joe Pride and Ashra Rowilla. I brought him here today and I sort of... You, you wonder what could go wrong because you, you, you know you've got horses on song but there's the, the variables of the weight and the, the way the track was playing. But um, what I like about Nash, I just said to Nash, man, I'm not going to tell you what to do, mate. And he was confident. He says, mate, I'll find the fence and I'll just take care of it. He was, he was confident. He knew, what, he knew what he needed to do and he did it. And you came here supremely confident as well. Yeah, horse is a very good horse. He's... Um, uh, you know, I mean, he's made a statement today. He made it the other day, actually, but it was a statement not taken up by all. But um, wow, that was a, it was an amazing win, and it just yeah, I think it's there's, there's better ahead of this horse. There's no doubt about that. You'll have a crack at the TJ now. Yeah, I, yes, for sure, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're already thinking about the Everest, aren't you? Yeah, why not? And it was it's a shame what happened in the Everest last year, and I don't want to revisit that. But. Um, uh, Nash won't jump off again, I don't think. He told me he wouldn't anyway, so I'd be surprised if he jumped off after that. <laughs> You'll hold him to it anyway. I think so, yeah. Uh, look, he's, he does a magnificent job with sprinters. I think anyone who follows Sydney Racing would know that. He's, he's done some amazing things with um, not only second-hand sprinters, but, but ones he's brought on as yearlings. And, um, you know, this bloke's no exception. He's just taken to a, a new level. And, you know, look, he's, he's the sort of horse, I'm sure... The connections um, knew he had this ability at, at a young age, but uh, there's no better at getting an older horse and, and getting it to hit, hit the target. All right, shaping up as always is a great race. Nature Strip, Eduardo. Mask Crusader now a Group One winner. Mm. You got Libertini, you got September Run there, Hortbury on her, um, Savatiana. Uh, That's the TJ. Now, I'm just looking at the fluctuations for the Everest. Classic Legend's been six dollars favourite. And he tried the other day and... And he's back. He's back, isn't he? 
he trialled awful before his first up run. Maybe he just didn't settle in, but they've put work into him. We'll know after he runs first up. Yeah. Boy, he trialled brilliantly. And the idea is for him to come back. Uh, nature's stripping the average. He's always going to be right up in the market. But Eduardo, I'm looking at fluctuations here of 50 to 1 into 26 and now into $11. And Guitra is coming back into the stables as well. Yep. So uh, he's he's ready to he's ready to start again. Yeah, it's got it's building up and it'll be a very even field this year unless something yep. really explodes onto the scene. So um, there'll be plenty off that page that we we're not talking about that just turn up. Yep, for sure. Um, the 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 soon to be three year olds. Yep. That that will be by Everest time. Okay, uh, let's go and hear from Danny O'Brien, order of command. He's enjoying it up here in Sydney. He's obviously run third two weeks ago, second a day. So. Uh, we'll keep him up here, particularly while we can get some soft tracks for him. Probably see him again at Randwick, either in the TJ or I think there's another race for him the week after that. So see how he goes. But he's run super today in the handicap. And uh, Hortbury on her, who was heavily backed. Here's Chris Waller. I was disappointed initially as they crossed the line, but I just think 1,100 metres is a specialist distance and she's never won over 1,100. So just out of her comfort zone for too long. And full credit to the winner, he blew them away. And I think over 1,200 metres, Hootbury on her will be bouncing back to better form. Back to the very start of the day, Isotope. She's a very good filly. She posted 110.77, as we mentioned at the top of the show. This set the day up. Uh, to give putters confidence in this very much improving track. Yeah, definitely. And just Tony's training the house down, really. Uh, he's had a good early carnival. There's no doubt about it. This is one classy filly. First up, soft seven, off ten weeks off with one jump out. Uh, so I'd say upside, upside, upside. They, they loved her in Queensland, and, and she's you know the form around is, is superb. I thought when this strong filly got through Odium that she was going to just be too good for them coming back from 1400, but I just feel she just lacked the sprint. Uh, 1400 back to 1200, the Blinkers did a good job. That She's a Group 1 winner at a mile already, so I think they'd be over the moon um, with that performance from her. She's, she's going to have something to say um, in these races heading forward. Bella Nepotina was being very honest without winning. Marbusha loomed up. And I thought she was going to go on with the job, so there's no real excuses for her, uh, except that she hasn't ticked off the 1,200 metre box. And same with Andermatt, don't think he run 1,200. I, I think a horse called Matchmaker didn't do a lot there, but got very hot, and I think she is work in progress worth watching for something more suitable. Well, let's go and hear from Tony Gollan and Ryan Maloney. Be interesting to see what he says, Ryan, about her on the, on the really soft seven there today, because she normally picks up a little bit quicker than that, but... That was a quality field of three-year-olds and she did a really tradesman-like job today. She's a filly I've been really excited to bring away. Um, had to wait a little week and I'm, I'm glad we did. We had a lot better track today. I must admit I was a bit nervous in the run. She was under a little bit of pressure there before the corner. He was giving her a slap and she won a Doombin from that unwinnable position that day. I know they say that summer form in Queensland, but they don't win at home like that the day she won. And you know, she was chasing down a genuine Group 1 winner there, so it's a it's a really good race and she's a really good filly and looking forward to getting into the championships now in three weeks. OK, what are you aiming at? Arafield Stud Stakes will be only her other run while she's down here and then we'll take her home and more than likely give her a break. Yeah, she's absolute um, push-button Lizzie. The only, um, you know, um, chink in her armour is just in the gates. She, um, 
she's get, she can get quite hot in there and uh, a few times in Queensland they've wanted to get up with her and as soon as you do that she just bombs the start all together so you just have to trust that she's going to jump cleanly. She did, there was good speed on, um, even though the time doesn't really reflect the track conditions, um, it was a really good, uh, really good first up win. All right, it was a bit like, uh, well there's the mark of the Arrowfield uh, sprint, another, it's, it's only a group two, but it's part of the championships and it's another great race to look forward to. Yeah, um, uh, Classic Legend beat Jonker in, Jonker in it a couple of mm. years ago, it's a good race. Uh, it was, it's, the day started out a bit like Groundhog Day. William Haggis is here, Last year it was Young Rascal, and this year this horse turned up favourite moon. I think you made the point on Formline. Uh, he could win, or he could probably, you know, run last. Or what, what, you know, no one would be surprised if he just comes out and did what Young Rascal did. Yeah, well, he's too good a trainer, Haggis, isn't he? He's, he is a world-class trainer, and he knows he knows the, what what happens over here. He's had horses here with Chris, and he knows the setup, what horses, what type of horses are needed, and. This horse, yeah, just snuck through the system. Maybe he's, you know, he brings one of these promising horses out he's, for sale. He's for sale. Obviously. Why, why would you bring a horse out to run eighth in a uh, Manion Cup? Yeah, yeah. Well, why bother? And he just, his value just increased a heap. So mm. we'll see what happens. But um, Realm of Flowers, wow, that's as good a Sydney Cup trial you'll see. Yeah, she didn't have any luck. Wide, no cover. And she was entitled to, okay, if she runs fifth or sixth, so yeah, it's a good run. But look at a surge here, and she she is a real strong staying mare that, and she's a, a, a live wire Sydney Cup chance. She'd probably prefer it if we do get the sting out. I do I do concede that. So what do we want to say about the rest? Sacramento was ridden off the speed for the first time in a while, and he went okay. Hush Rider was good for a dry tracker, and uh, Collide need to see again. I thought he I expected more from him there. Um, to do's dart was just fair, but. I think the second horse is the one to keep an eye on the Sydney Cup. Here's Isabella Paul representing William Haggis and Kara McAvoy. He's been brilliant. Um, I think he's really come into his own down here. The kind of one-on-one -on -one attention and, and everything has really, really suited him. Um, he's just a lovely horse to have around. He's been training really well. Tom's ridden him and Karen's ridden him at home and, and they've both been really happy with him. So, yeah, we're obviously over the moon. It was a great ride and, yeah. Fantastic. Can he get better over further? Um, yeah, he should be better over a little bit further. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to the boss and, and see what he wants to do next. I was happy to see him sort of bouncing around and alert today in the parade ring because he's quite relaxed at home. I rode him the other morning and I had sore legs after riding him. He never took me a yard the other morning, but once I got into him and his work, um, he, he did finish off nicely. So he just sort of dosses around at home. But um, it was nice to get him in a good spot today from the gate. He was able to step well and travelled sweetly. I was happy when they went a bit quicker and, um, yeah, the horse did the rest. There's the reaction to that race with the Sydney Cup market. Realm of Flowers and Favourite Moon into first and second favourite. Second over the line becomes favourite for the Sydney Cup. Now to the opponent. Oh, first of all, um, let's go and hear from Sam. Oh, here's a comment from Sam Freeman about the Sydney Cup favourite. Somehow we ended up three wide from a, from a decent alley, but... Um... I sort of said all along, she's very tough. She never shirks a task. So um, we'll go straight to the Sydney Cup now. Gets that three weeks between runs, and uh, she had a tough run today. So she'll, you know, take a nice few days to get over it, and um, she'll be very hard to beat over the two miles. Won't she? What? Uh, Pona Stakes Group Three, 1900 fillies and mares, won by Polly Gray. 
Yep, and she was set up beautifully third up. She hadn't won in a while, but got her preferred going. Got a beautiful trouble-free run and everything just went right. So uh, she's back in the winner's circle here. Elifris, much better, but had her chance. And the talking point is she's ideal. She just a horror show from the home turn onwards. It just didn't open up whatsoever. Uh, the others got the fly, and to think that she even picked up and charged here, and I don't think, with, with clear running, I don't think they would have been able to find a margin how far she would have won by, to tell you the truth. Lelouge should have run a place as well. Um, yeah, 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 I think this will be even worse for you if you want to watch this uh, um, as far as she's ideals concerned. So, anyway, we'll put it in. That's that's racing and, and back markers. You, you need a lot to go right uh, in races, and it all went right for Polly Gray here. So that's the uh, opponent and the final race of the day, the birthday card stakes and it was seasons for Lesbridge and Kara McAvoy. Yeah, a lot of inside barriers, draw, uh, you know, were won yesterday or close to the inside draws, but this was just precision uh, from McAvoy. He just made every right move and she landed some really nice bets late, uh, was well set up by Lesbridge. Tricky Gal followed, a th uh, followed through there behind them and, and finished off well back in distance. Uh, Wanda Bar's in really good shape and ready to win a the right race. Um, but all honours with the winner. She was just uh, um, set up for that race, I'd suggest, and they got their prize. All right. So that was the birthday card, and that was the meeting at Rose Hill. It's taken us an hour and 20 minutes to uh, try and showcase everything from that meeting yesterday. But we go to Rose Hill next week for the Tancred and also the Vinery. Mm. The Tullock has been an important race for the Derby. The last four Derby winners have come through that Tullock. So we can't dismiss what that race is. Well, yeah, my word. And I'm a little bit worried about the Tancred. I'm just trying, trying to think what's going to be in that it's, race now. It, well, them noms aren't out, so we don't know what to expect there. There was even uh, talk yesterday, why, why doesn't Buren back up She's Ideal? I mean, she would, right. you wouldn't think of her as a Tancred horse, but yes, what is going to be there? Yeah, well, we're thinking very elegant was going to be there, yeah. or, but that's not going to happen. No, she's going to concentrate on the Queen Elizabeth. So It yeah. might be the one race that has been affected by the pushback? Yeah, well, that has to happen. Yeah. Well, we don't know yet. Every other race has been strengthened, it would seem. There had to be one race. But the noms the noms will be... Uh, well, the acceptances out Wednesday will be... Yep. That, that's when we'll know uh, what we're dealt with with the Tancred. But the Vinery, the Tullock, the Doncaster Pretty, one last chance to get in. Yep. That's an important race. More at Rose Hill next Saturday before we get to the championships on the 10th and the 17th. Um, and speaking of the championships, provincial and country championships are next. Aurelius to the centre of the track. Bomasay back to the rail. Then followed Zephyr Brook, Nightfly, Youngheart, and Ocean go out deeper. Prince Aurelius in front, 100 metres left to run. Zephyr Brook trying hard. Prince Aurelius hanging on though. And Prince Aurelius won at a length and a quarter. Beat Zephyr Brook, Lock Loman. Can I thank a couple of people? Go for Look, your life. Uh, Robbie Brewer, I'd like to thank for and Put a new manager in. to the ladder he followed it. I'd also like to thank Maddie Waters. Uh, she's done a terrific job going up to Randwick the other day and riding him in the trial at Randwick. Uh, Brett Lazzarini, I'd like to thank Brett's mate as well as we work in the same stable and everything like that. Nick Hyde, unbelievable, does all the track work on him. Nick's just said to me on Thursday morning, he said, they won't know what way this bloke goes, he's going that well. He makes his own luck and um, he's very tough when you ask him to go. Robbie, uh, you've been around a fair while. 
you haven't been riding a lot until recently. You were telling me off air that you've got a new manager, you've got your weight down and you're very serious. Yeah, no, it's um, having a good crack now. It's much, now the weight's a lot better. Uh, it enables me to ride more, so and that's what I want to do. Do you know the trainer very well? Uh, we met uh, early days. Um, I, won, I won this horse's uh, maiden on him at Maria. Right. And, yeah, we just, we just stuck and... Yeah, they've had a bit of luck. Look, she had no favours last start from an outside barrier and today we were gifted a beautiful barrier. She had the speed, she travelled beautifully the whole way. She was in her comfort zone and she's gone really strong, strong to the line. The winner was just too good, really. Very talented animal. Um, jumped well and obviously pressed forward, wormed her way into the 1-1 and had a lovely run, but never travelled a yard. I reckon he's crying out for a little bit further and obviously he'll get, he'll get that at Randwick, a nice big roomy track, but he's on an upward spiral and he'll run really well. The market stand down. All right, Prince Aurelius, one, one horse in work, Tyrone Coyle, is going to be a major player at Ramwick. But um, Great News and Pandano have been two outstanding winners of the of the series. And I think Crystal Breeze has got more to offer. I think that market has got it right. They're, I think they, they pretty well stand alone personally. They've got city form. Yep. Uh, right here, one more heat to go at Kembla. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, come back. Musselbrook... Uh, wild card run on Friday, so the country championship final field. We know we'll be back to look at the wild card after this. Below the 300, Rothenberg got the run on the inside. Hit the front from Blue Missile Plonker. Further back was Delacour. Proposed to me, down the outside. 150 to go. Rothenberg, the leader. Blue Missile's coming again. Then Plonker. It's Rothenberg, Blue Missile, and Plonker. Plonker, the outside, going to them. Plonker got up and won. Beat Rothenberg. Blue Missile proposed to me. That's a real Plonker. That's a real Plonker. We had a few issues going into the other race, and you know the tongue tie was the, the answer. And, Gee, I couldn't ask for a better ride from Jeff, hey? And you said that before the race? Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, the bloke's in form. He's a strong rider. He's fit. He's healthy. And he just put him in such a beautiful position and cruised. Obviously, Lawrence put a lot of effort into this race. Um, obviously, satisfying to get the get a result for him that he deserves. I mean, he went back to the trials, put a tongue-tie on the horse. Uh, he, was, he was sprouting the horse all week to my, to my manager. Um, yeah, he knew what he was, he was here for today and the horse went super. This has been a massive team effort from my gang um, between the guys at Queen Bean, Rodney Dismay and the work Troy Jordan's done with this horse and, and Sean Cody and Colby Hill down at Maria. This, it's been a huge effort, mate, and uh, we're in. And don't worry, Gav, I've got two weeks to get him right now. I know he's here, mate. Look, he's had a bit between runs, five weeks, I think, and just show towards the end. Um, had the blinkers on today, just travelled a little bit well in the run. Hit the front, I thought we're home. But just the last hundred, I could feel him just starting to paddle. Now this field, there's no there's no Victorum or Clearly Innocent or one of those standout horses. They may they may come eventually, but this is the most open country championship series we've had. Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I I can't wait to have a go at it once we get the barrier. Yeah. I'm not going to attempt to do it. Leave it prior yeah. to the field yeah. coming out because I've got no idea. I, I think I think it's fair to say Art Cadet should be favourite because he was uh, impressive and he's got that very consistency alone. Exactly. You know, he, he, and Terry knows him so well. Um, so that is an hour and a half. Um, thank you to Lizzie out there at Ramwick, and we'll be back next week with the uh, Tankwood Stakes, and then we're uh, getting through to the the championships. But you just can't say enough about yesterday. No, no. But, but one, the other thing, the track was a star, but to have the crowd back. 
Yep. That's, we're getting we're getting we're getting closer and closer yep. and closer. I think you know the stadiums are open from Monday full yes. capacity. But that just not doesn't affect us that way because we got restaurants. So yes, we'll gradually we're gradually getting there, and hopefully you know after we all get inoculated, we'll be fine. But when we get when we get to Randwick in a fortnight for the two days of the championships, I think you're you're going to get a really big crowd. Yep. Thanks, Thanks Duff. Yep. And thank you for watching. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.